Berg, Vice President of Marketing at a uh, Chattanooga-based company, Text Request. Uh, they handle messaging for, for businesses um, all across the country. And um, we're, we're talking about marketing, creating uh, content, and kind of tips and tactics uh, to, to really building a foundation and allowing content marketing um, to, to uh, bring you pleasure and not to be a negative uh, black hole of time and energy that you put out a, a lot of output and really can't measure an input. So now, now contextually, uh, you're, two, you're, you're almost three years in, three times a week at this point, and you're saying to yourself, okay, now we've got to make the media a little bit uh, richer at this point. So tell our audience, at this point, if you're looking at LinkedIn, you're looking at blogs, you're looking at email marketing, aside from what might be benefiting the company, what is Kenneth seeing in his personal brand what's benefiting the most what what which were those channels at that three-year mark yeah that's right best thing for me was contributing to outlets for free somebody who could share a clear thought and so i started writing for them and or for a handful of those and you would it would you'd write on spec so you draft an article you submit it there's no guarantee if it's going to be published or not and you're not going to be paid for it but if they like it or they think it's good for their audience they'll push it on through and so i started doing that for five or six different outlets um, and I wasn't doing a ton of volume, but I was pretty consistent on, on submitting things. And um, it, it helped me get in front of their audiences, wherever their audience was. And a lot of times that was on Facebook and through their email newsletter or their, you know, their, it's not really a newsletter, but they would share a new post in an email. So email marketing. And that was really helpful for me. And what it what ended up being really interesting about that, and I could see what was working or what wasn't is I was at the time taking on clients to do content marketing for them or write articles or, or what have you, or help with SEO. And it was interesting because I could see then based on people who reached out to me, and there were a decent number because the audiences for these platforms are just so large. So there were a decent number of people who reached out and I could see kind of what content was of interest to them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say resonated, but it was, you know, it'd be something like five tips to get the most out of your XYZ. Um, and they might not care about XYZ at all, but they would say, Hey, we need content like that for our own company. And so, you know, it'd be like a, a VYP company would reach out, or it was at one point through an agency, I was helping content for Shopify, which was kind of crazy, but awesome, um, to be able to say. So in that period, that was where, that was what was most effective. It's contributing to other outlets, getting in, getting involved, whether those are groups or other publications, or submitting so, in to see if your article could get published. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so and I wasn't building a big following or anything. Like I, that's kind of the the clear path these days is you know create good content, build a little bit of a community, build a following, charge for something, you know, a, a right. newsletter, a community group, a book, whatever. That's right. a that's a clear path. That wasn't so much the case five years ago. Right. So let, let's talk about today, and I want to kind of close out with this this kind of um, all things coming together, okay? So you've got lots of articles uh, in the world, okay? LinkedIn's your primary uh, channel, so I'm hearing. You've got a growing newsletter. Talk to me a little bit about how you use those free content channels to organically develop business. LinkedIn, in my case, and in our company's case, happens to be where our target customers both in time and are open to something to help them professionally. And so, you know, people talk about go where your customers are and that's fantastic. You should do that. But there's another piece to it. Go where they're also receptive to the message you have to share. Mm -hmm. So for instance, we, we serve a lot of uh, franchise owners, business owners, you know, small business owners, et cetera. They're all on Facebook, but not a single one of them on Facebook wants to get a pitch for a, a software product. They're just there to hang out with their friends and family. 
Yeah. And so for us, Facebook's not a good channel. However, a lot of those same people are on LinkedIn and they're open to something. They're looking for how do I improve my business? How do I, you know, become a better leader? How do I save time so I can spend more time with my kids instead of, you know, working on the business? Um, so for us, that's a good fit. And then it's, it's a combo for me of one, I can just share things I'm interested in. Something I've learned over time is that there's always an audience out there. Like if somebody doesn't like what you're writing, they're just the wrong audience. Right. You know? And you may be garbage at creating content at this point, but there's somebody who cares about your your very specific niche or shares your opinion on whatever topic. You just have to find them. So I enjoy sharing what I've learned and experienced, and I want to help others do it. And then it's also a, creates a really good feedback loop for new ideas that we're testing or positioning that we think will work, but we aren't sure if we want to go in on it yet. So for instance, I can put a post out and, you know, there's, there's 50 reasons why the algorithm may like it or not like that particular post. Right. But sifting through that, I can see, are people commenting on this? Is it interesting? Is it getting shares? Um, is anybody giving me feedback whenever I'm talking to them in a DM, in person, out around town, what have you. And over a long enough period of time, you know, months and years in my case, you just start to, to gather a lot of that qualitative and quantitative data that then helps steer you into what content is, is worth building on. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when you get to a certain threshold, I, I don't know what it is, but I have to believe it's probably, you know, a few thousand. Um, I, I believe, and specifically, I'm talking about followers on LinkedIn in a small business community. Uh, I think when you get so large that uh, because that's your direction of your of your company, you, you obviously need systems, softwares, lots of other things, teams to take the data and all the data points from one channel and another and try to put a story together for both. Um, there is a real sweet spot for business owners and small business specifically, in my opinion, where they still can kind of remember that name or they see that face or the picture or the profile and they still remember that brand image is still there in their network. And then they jump over to email marketing or their uh, blog or their Google analytics, whatever. And they can start seeing connectivity. They start seeing, Oh no, that person is not only there, but they're also there and there. And now I can go and, and talk to their, their company. So that's very interesting. Closing out Kenneth, last question I have for you is tell me how you are or aren't using AI to make your life better as a marketer. Barely using it at all. Really? So we use it for yeah. We, we're using it currently for some ideas for SEO. Okay. Um, so uh, one little tactic we like to use: if we have a page where we feel like the content on the page is good and it's ranking okay, but the click-through rate from Google Search is low, we'll go in and we'll change up the title and the meta description. So because the idea is okay, well Google seeing this this page as being worth ranking high, it's, it's relevant to people's queries. Uh, but then the people they're putting it in front of aren't clicking on it for whatever reason. So we do some evaluation, see what we can change there. Have so, you done a podcast, Ken? Other... Um, for tax request, yes. We have one for franchising. Uh, With the amount of articles you have out and the AI that's out there now, you know you can go in and record basically like a paragraph, and then you can take all of your content one at a time and have your AI-generated voice produce every article that you've ever written in a dropped audio file for podcasting. You know, you know, that's something I've been thinking about back in my mind. So it's interesting you bring it up. I'm glad you bring it up. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Cause there's that for, for both our company content and marketing. And we, you know, at this point we know we have a message that people like they resonate with and right. want to move forward in the sales process. And we just need to create more of it, distribute it a little bit better, more effectively. And then I've got everything on my own, you know, that 
and I'm, I'm not, I can sit down and write all day. That's just what comes naturally to me. It's it, video, not so much, or recording, not so much. Um, and I would say to anybody who's looking at getting into content, like, just go with the, the channel that's easiest for you. Okay. To get started with. So that was actually my, my, my last, literally my last note here is tip to okay. other marketers. So if there's like an outgoing, my number one tip to marketers, the marketer is a, another vice president listening or a college grad who's trying to get a coordinator position. What's the number one tip from a tenured marketer to other marketers um, trying to get their foundation under them? They're at a, a senior point in their career. They're thinking about content. They're thinking about brand reputation. Um, what's the number one tip? Well, it's three steps. It's one step, it's three steps. Find the path of least resistance to get started. So uh, whatever you want to do, go with what comes most naturally to you or is easiest for you to just jump into. And that could be, you know, just hitting record on Zoom. It could be writing. It has a least resistance. Two, do it for free. There's a way to do everything for free or ridiculously cheap. So yeah. don't think that you have to go get all the right equipment. Don't think you agree. have to pay for a full website design or something or anything else. Um, there's a way to do it for free or for very little money to find that. And then number three, uh, prioritize a very quick feedback loop. So you don't have to do a ton. You just do a little bit. If we're talking content marketing, put a few pieces out there, look for feedback, ask for feedback, uh, iterate, repeat the process. And that's the way you'll be able to improve most quickly so that whatever you do create or put out in the world is going to be more valuable give you the, and give you the better the best chance of getting sustainable traction couldn't agree more kenneth you 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 put a bow right on top of it if you're interested in signing up for kenneth's uh newsletter uh looking at the blog signing up for all of his future content check out the links below in uh whatever platform you're in the links are going to be down where all the copy is uh kenneth so, i appreciate your time man and again um thanks for jumping on yeah i enjoyed it thanks for having me